Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 28th of September and the top story on the Kent Online podcast today is all about Uber and the fact they can now operate in London again. First things first, let's bring you up to speed on how we got to today. So the company launched in London in July 2012, just before the city hosted the Olympic Games. Fast forward to 2017 and Transport for London refused to renew their licence over concerns about passenger safety and transparency. But a judge gave them a 15-month licence in 2018 and they got another two-month one the following year. Well, today, another judge has ruled they are fit and proper to work in the capital and their chief exec, Jamie Haywood, is pleased. We think it's a recognition uh, of our continued commitment to safety um, and also the many improvements that we've made as a company over the, over the last few years. So why is all of this an issue for Kent, I hear you ask? Well, the London licence for Uber actually covers parts of the county. Yep, strange, I know. Essentially, Uber drivers can also work in Dartford and Medway under that London licence. That's something that's angered the Medway Licensed Taxi Drivers Association. Nigel Jackson is from that group. Why should a London operator's licence allow them to operate in Medway? Um, They're licensed in London. Licensing is complicated and the easiest way to explain it, for example, if I had a pub in Rochester, I then couldn't open another pub in Dartford, Gravesend, under the same licence as that pub in Rochester. And licensing for taxis is exactly the same. Now, Uber have been fundamentally um, refusing to adhere to the law and legislation around taxi and private hire services. And that's purely to put the likes of myself and all my colleagues who are licensed in Medway out of business. It's very frustrating because we have to obviously comply to all Medway Council's um, taxi policy and rules and legislation regarding operating in Medway as a licensed driver in Medway. Um, It's extremely frustrating to see drivers from other areas coming in that that don't have the same high standards, um, that, that categorically don't want to obey the rules. The Medway drivers have to pass a knowledge test of Medway, which is quite fundamental to when you were running 24-7 in Medway towns. The amount of times we've got Uber drivers going the wrong way down one-way streets, just randomly stopping in the middle of the road, parking on zigzags, other traffic misdemeanours that flags up safety conditions straight away. If you've got a paying passenger on board and you're driving the wrong way down St Margaret Street, to me that is is a serious misdemeanour. You're licensed to carry the public uh, and you you should be able to do that safely and a fundamental knowledge of Medway is required. Now, with, with the, um, you may have heard over, over the last year or so that the Medway Licensed Taxi Drivers Association have been taking forward legal action against Uber. That, that fight is still on, um, very much on now um, with this latest news today, that we will be pressing for legal action to take Uber to court for operating in Medway without an operator's licence. They've had several opportunities to apply for a licence and comply to the law, which they refuse to do. And um, we, sh- we should make sure that gets in court. On now to the latest rules that have come into force today to try and prevent the spread of coronavirus. Let's start off with weddings. Only 15 guests are allowed now, including the bride and groom, which is down from the 30 that have previously been permitted. Blessing Enakimio is an event consultant in Ashford. 
I don't know how I feel about the announcement. I, I honestly don't know. I'm just numb to it now. I'm numb. If schools are still open, pubs are still open, people can still gather in their numbers in restaurants and strangers can come together in the same space and dine and eat, I do not understand why a family or friends cannot come together and celebrate their loved ones getting married. I, I don't understand it. There's no way we can cope because there's just nothing we can do. No one is going to book any weddings because they don't know if it's going to take place, if it's going to be postponed, if it's going to be cancelled. So I think um, there needs to be specific support for those in the wedding sector. How do I see things panning out in the next six months? Um, I think the future is bleak, to be honest. I don't think, I, I don't see any any engaged couples taking the risk to book a wedding for the next six months because, to be honest, they don't know if it's going to take place. They don't know. The problems we're having of are we to refund clients? Are we to postpone? Are we to, are contracts being cancelled? It's it's just, it, it's ridiculous, really. So I don't think there's going to be anything taking place for us in the next six months. And the government needs to realise that it's a big sector and a lot needs to be taken into consideration. Meantime, it's now a legal requirement to self-isolate if you have COVID symptoms. And if you don't, you'll be getting a £1,000 fine. Meantime, ministers are reportedly looking at enforcing a total social lockdown across parts of Britain as part of an emergency plan. It's claimed it would stop more households from mixing indoors and would see pubs and restaurants close for at least two weeks. The government reportedly considered the plan before but decided to make pubs close early instead. Health Minister and Faversham MP Helen Waitley says no one wants us to be forced to live under tougher rules. We don't want to bring on more restrictions, but of course we keep a constant eye on what's going on with the COVID rates and we have seen these upward trends in recent weeks. Kent Online News. An investigation's underway after sinkholes started opening up close to housing developments near Maidstone. Parts of the ground collapsed at a drinking water storage reservoir off Hermitage Lane in Balming over the weekend. Southeast Water are working with police and the council to try and deal with the problem. Elsewhere, developers behind a £30 million redevelopment in Canterbury city centre say they're confident it won't become a hotspot for crime and they'll have the right security measures in place. Police have suggested the proposed transformation of the old Nason's department store into a retail arcade, market hall and apartments is likely to attract antisocial behaviour. 179 people have been arrested and 24 of those convicted as part of investigations into people being trafficked across the channel in small boats. The figures have been revealed by the Home Secretary today after she was questioned by one of Kent's MPs. Thanet Sir Roger Gale wanted to know what's being done to stop the gangs. All the children and women and men who seek to cross the channel are themselves the victims of criminal activity. So, further to her answer, can my right honourable friend tell the House how many of the perpetrators of these vile crimes, either in France or in the United Kingdom, have been arrested and sentenced? And can she also tell the House what discussions she's had with her German counterparts to seek to prevent the provision of the outboard motors and inflatable dinghies that I understand emanate from Germany and are used in these crossings? And this was Priti Patel's response in full.
We have arrested 179 individuals, resulting in 24 convictions related to people smuggling alone this year. We have a further 296 disruptions against organised criminal gangs and individuals who are also responsible for the organisation of immigration crime. Um, 124 of those are related to people smuggling. We also have 176 live investigations into this illegal activity relating to maritime activity. My honourable friend also mentions Germany. If I may, Mr Speaker, it is not just Germany. Discussions are taking place, not just with Germany, but also with France, but Belgium and counterparts in the Netherlands as well. Um, the issue of boats also relates to the issue of criminal upstream activity. Um, I should also add that when it comes to convictions, we are, of course, working with the courts and the crime prosecution service and obviously um, our intelligence networks to ensure that more work is taking place to pursue those who, who are responsible. Meantime, climate change protesters have put crime scene tape over Sir Roger's office. Members of Extinction Rebellion are angry about his decision to back the reopening of Manston Airport in Thanet. You can see pictures of their demo at Kent Online. A Kent woman's launched what could be the world's biggest school assembly in a bid to tackle bullying. The Diana Award is holding a virtual event which will bring together hundreds of thousands of school children from across the country. A number of celebrities like Peter Andre and Will Poulter will talk about their own experiences and how to overcome bullying. Tessie Ojo from Rochester is the chief exec of the Diana Award. This really came about really understanding the prevalence of bullying across our country and really wanting to, to, to tackle it, particularly at an early age. You know, at the Diana Award, we run an anti-bullying programme and one of the things that we see year on year is young people um, really telling us how the, the prevalence of bullying continues and how it makes them feel. We wanted to think about starting really early, like going right way to, to early years in primary school. And, and we were delighted that Nationwide had the same ethos as us. Their ethos is really around mutual respect. And we got together to create this three-year partnership that really aims to give young people, like I said, from a very early age, the key skills of kindness, respect, and just the ability to understand that difference is quite a cool thing and not to be scared of difference. A Gravesend dad who raised £100,000 for a cancer treatment in Israel will be able to fly out this week for the surgery. Mark Towins was diagnosed with skin cancer five years ago and now it's spread to his brain. He can only get the potentially life-saving treatment abroad. The 39-year-old has been given the green light by doctors after an anxious wait over the summer. A well-known building in Ramsgate could be demolished to make way for state-of-the-art offices. Lord of the Manor is a familiar sight to people travelling in and out of Thanet on the A299. It was previously a pub, then a residential property, but now developers want to replace it with offices for an amusements company. You can see what it could end up looking like on our website. And finally today, there are calls for the Rolling Stones links to Kent to be properly celebrated. At Kent Online, you can read how Mick Jones 
Shagger and Keith Richards famously met at Dartford Railway Station and about the man who takes fans on tours of their hometown. But at 80, he's now planning on selling up and is looking for someone to take it on. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head over to iliffmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. 